Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to England and our Masks of Neolothotep campaign. Uh, we have a wonderful show to get to. We'd like to first thank all of our Patreon backers. You make the show possible. If you are not a member of our Patreon, you can step by at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast and jump in. There's tons of benefits and fun things for you to do, uh, like maybe have a hand in what happens to these fine folks tonight. So uh, we'll start with introductions to my right. This is Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, and I am uh, in bed, my most likely place to be in any Call of Cthulhu adventure. <laughs> well, this is it, it's not without reason, though. Um, you were unfortunately very recently stabbed through and through by a large knife. Yes, a, a very popular t- part target for putting holes in. Yes, I understand. You do seem to be some sort of a pincushion, so uh, that is something we'll bear in mind in the future. Uh, to Lawrence is right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'm sitting outside the spice shop because the spice is life. That's very true. To her right. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I am also sitting outside the spice shop. Though I've kind of decided that anytime I get into a fight, I want Lawrence next to me because he seems to attract all the damage to him. He's like a damage magnet. Yeah, I like that. It's an interesting idea. Uh, to Jake's right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, I need a book so I can read a book. It's kind of strange how that works, isn't it? Or maybe you should bottle a Frenchman or something like that. Is there a way I can do that? Well, I mean, read enough spells. Oh. Okay, so uh, last but most certainly not least. This is Alex. I'll be playing Simon Granger, and uh, not only do I not fit in bottles, I am doing my absolute best to not gas myself in this room. It's an excellent, excellent idea. And uh, I think that's a perfect place to begin. So we're going to move our spotlight directly over the the flat of one Simone, who uh, has slowly and very carefully toiling to create a chemical concoction, which after an hour or so of work, after your uh, wonderful landlady stopped down to make her final adjustments, as the sun is beginning now to set over London, you realize this bat should be pretty close. Excellent. Well, while it is finishing up, I will begin gathering a bunch of tools and random things and stuffing them into my bag, keeping an eye on the pot, obviously keeping the windows open, keeping my head wrapped. Uh, I'll very carefully stow the uh, outfit that I put together. And once I have, uh, once I'm pretty confident that everything is good, I will give the pot a little bit of time to cool and then uh, I will put it into a bottle and then cork it. Yeah, the bottling process is a little... Not nerve-wracking, but 
it's still a little bit concerning. I'll be as delicate as I can be. You take all your, you have your precautions, your, your things. That, and, and you do have the fact that this probably isn't even the smelliest thing going on in Limehouse right now. <laughs> so you have that going for you. But you, you bottle your uh, concoction. Uh, I will make sure that I have a few extra rags stowed. And I will lock up the flat. I'm going to actually head to the tube or the nearest entrance to the tube. Okay. What's your destination in mind? I'll be trying to make my way to uh, Southampton, um, which I should be maybe like an hour and a half, maybe two hours away, right? Mm, Yeah, probably probably about an hour or so. Okay. Give me an hour, hour and 15 minutes. The things that I'm considering on the way there to the to the tube anyway, and the reason I'm picking Southampton, given the state of affairs in London and, you know, the uh, an unrest regarding, un, regarding employment, and I'm not sure timeline-wise, so feel free to correct me, has the general strike started yet, or is that, like, not happened yet? It has not happened just yet, but okay. it, it, it does happen... In the near future, sure. So that's not that. That is to say, I guess for thematic purposes, um, as as you saw on the way up to Darby, there are an awful lot of people out of work. Oh yes. Okay. So my thoughts are: uh, Southampton is close to the the water. It's close to the. the, They have their own docks. They have their own situation there. Oh yeah. Um, So my thoughts are: I want to head to Southampton and see if I can find. Perhaps a warehouse that has a a recent rental sign, or that has been abandoned, or some sort of. Basically, I'm looking for um, either a, a large, like empty building, a vacated building, or a place that looks like it would be worth renting. Um, and I would like to look for a place that has a door big enough to fit a truck. So that's my thoughts going into Southampton. Um, I will also be looking for, uh, around the same area, um, either groups of people who appear to be unemployed or recently unemployed or are pissed off in general about the situation going on. Um, and if I can't see them out in the open, then I am I am prepared to visit, the, visit a few bars and see if I can find where uh, particularly what I would consider to be like dock workers, warehouse workers laborer types to be gathering yeah it's i mean southampton is probably full of workers such as that either coming on or off of larger ships Uh, people come to southampton to find work and it isn't lost on you having already been to southampton once in the in the recent weeks uh, that there are men of varying ages who have not been able to find work so you you know the area will be right, will be a, a good landing spot for those types of people. Just whether they're just waiting around for the next job to, to open up, or whether they're coming off of a job and then they're spending their worldly wealth in any number of pubs. Sure, and I'm not sure what the conversion rate is on um, like pounds to pound sterling, like how that works out, and what the prevailing wage for like a laborer would be. I honestly, I just have no idea. Like, I know that I have some money. I just don't know if I wanted to hire a laborer for a day, like how much money would I need if, I, if I'm assuming that, you know, I was paying someone like a prevailing wage. In the 1920s, a common worker might make, I don't know, um, five shillings, maybe. How many, how many shillings in a pound? 20 shillings to a pound. Awesome. All right, great. 
One shilling is divided into 12 pennies. That's, uh, that's, that's what's going on. I take my bag and I throw it over my shoulder. I hop on the tube and I head to Southampton. Okay. You said the sun is setting, so it's like late afternoon? Yeah, you, you'll probably arrive there um, about dinner time. Okay, great. Um, we will move the spotlight over to the spice shop where Jack and Lillian are enjoying a little bit of probably some, some coffee, maybe some tea, and they are uh, keeping their eyes ever so slightly towards the spice shop just to see what uh, what may be going on. Ever been on a stakeout before, Lillian? No. So what does one do on a stakeout besides, you know, feel like you're stalking somebody? Um, this is literally what you do. Does it get exciting? Ever? No. Oh. Never. So what's the plan? Are we, I mean, waiting for somebody to go in that we recognize, or...? Well, I want to see if uh, anybody comes in that may have been, it may have be some interest to us, whether it's somebody connected to the uh, Penn Hugh Foundation or somebody from the Blue Pyramid Club or somebody else entirely. Barring that, maybe we'll uh, f- uh, follow the proprietor when she leaves tonight. Oh, I wonder if she's going to go to the Blue Pyramid Club. Well, that's a possibility. Wouldn't mind um, going to check that place out. Yeah, maybe we could do that again tonight. Okay, so I guess my question to you both is if it's about, say, maybe three or four when you start the stakeout, how long do you figure you give it? I would think a couple hours. Yeah, it's going to have to be a few hours probably. Okay, so around about five o'clock, maybe a little bit after, um, the sign to Empire Spices, the, the sign of the front door, flips closed. And probably a good couple minutes after that, uh, you see some of the assistants that she had in the store, uh, gentleman who was sweeping the floor, and then another person come out and they seem to walk down the streets of Soho in a different direction. Why don't you both give me a spot hidden roll? 90 or 92. 43 out of 88. Hard success. Wunderbar. Lillian, you notice that there is a section of the upper floor of this spice shop that a light goes on upstairs. And your eyes are pretty well keen, uh, not just because of your ability to remember basically everything that you run across, but you can see that there must be some sort of loft up there, or maybe there's some sort of apartment above the spice shop couple of the other windows are open you can see that there's someone moving around up there the light itself from the apartment that's up there uh, it shows pretty brightly out here in the uh, streets of Soho because the sun is now dipped uh, beneath the buildings and so it's one of the first lights that's on in the area and Jack you notice that but you also notice uh, and maybe it's just your eyes playing with playing with you a bit. But in one of those windows, you would swear that there is uh, a well uh, and finely crafted bust of a cat. And you can see that there's some sort of ornamental 
golden piece across the front of this cat. And you feel like you get this itch in your hand at first. Like, you know... That's a nice statue. Maybe you need that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to figure out a way to get there. Hey, no, one night when she's not going to be here. When's that? New moon. Is that when they do cult things at the uh, blue yeah. the blue pyramid? Okay. No, I think they go out of town on that night. It's like, are they going to be werewolves? But that's a full moon. Do, does Jack see the light? That, obviously, Jack sees the light turned on and he sees somebody. He okay. Yep. So I, I don't think the proprietor is leaving the building. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Okay. Just give it a little more time. That, I'm okay with that. I, I continue sipping my coffee. Okay. Uh, another hour or so passes and the light goes back. And at some point, maybe five or so minutes after the light goes off, you see the woman, the proprietor of the shop, exit the front door. She seems to lock it. And then she moves off down the street. All right. You ready? Sure. All right. We're going to trail her. You know, you would. You would love to trail her. You really would. But that statue really is calling you, Jack. You know, she's gone. Might, now might be a good time to uh, get into that building. I thought you wanted to go see where she went. I look at Jack just kind of oddly. Well, you know, she's probably got some information, something up there of use to us. Okay. Is he acting odd or anything? You can make a psychology roll if you'd like. Sweet. If Jack is attempting to be a little bit more, um, he's trying to cover up what uh, he might be outwardly presenting. He can also roll psychology. That's all right. I failed that shit. Like, well, I failed too. <laughs> so, so you're not really sure, Lillian, whether or not Jack's got something going on. Um, but with her out of the building, I guess it makes sense. I look at Jack and lead the way because I don't know how to unlock a locked door without a key. Luckily, I do. So, just sizing this place up, Jack. You know, obviously, that the front door is one method of way in, but it does appear that there's a gate on the east side uh, between the spy shop building and a neighboring building. There's some sort of wooden gate, like a fence. I think I'm going to go. I'll go there first. Okay. Is the gate locked? Uh, it is. Cover me a little bit, will you? <laughs> All right. Oh, I failed. Are we going to have to jump the fence? <laughs> I don't want to jump the fence. Uh, I'm going to spend six luck. Okay. You spend six luck, and after a couple of the longest heartbeats, Lillian, you hear some sort of um, metal lock give way. Okay. Is that it? It's open, Jack. Slip in. You uh, open the wooden gate, and you are now in a very thin alleyway. Probably no more than say three, three and a half feet wide. It goes straight down uh, past a couple of chimneys and it looks like there's a coal chute at the end of the alleyway. You're going to continue proceeding that way? Yeah. Well, so proceeding down 
this pathway, you get to what appears to be uh, another gate. But this seems to go towards the yard that is likely in the rear of the spice shop. All right. Is this open? It's locked as well. All right. That is extreme success. With the grace of a ballerina, Jack's fingers flick over the lock and his lock picks. And this one he opens in maybe five seconds. Hmm. Opening that, you find yourself in what appears to be about a 20 foot by maybe 10 or so foot yard. There's uh, varying amounts of garbage. There's just garbage bags and whatnot. There's a door at the far end of the yard, and then there's a door, Jack, that you are fairly certain is the back door to the spice shop. All right, that's where I'm going. Okay. You do have the ability, if you fail a locksmith roll, uh, you do have the ability to push the roll, but you'll just have to tell me how you do it. So if your initial pick at that back door does not work well, which an 83 over 66 says it has not, how would Jack overcome that? How sturdy is this door? It looks stout, but it doesn't look impossible. Just wondering if I'd be better off just trying to kick it in. Let's see here. I can give you a fair assessment of Mr. Doyle's ability to do that. Uh, you are fairly certain. You're, you're probably pretty sure you could you could knock it over. All right. Might I'm have to try. really put put some umph into it. All right. So that is a strength roll or a size roll. Either roll for you is the same. So that's a success. Thirty-three under sixty. Standard success. Um, so a standard success is not going to be enough to overcome it. You need a hard success to overcome this door. Okay, I'm going to put some. I'm going to put three of luck into it. All right. Spend three more luck, and uh, you basically shoulder the door open, and there's a snap from somewhere in the the door frame itself, and the back door of the spice shop pops open. See, that wasn't so hard. Yeah, well, I'm sure this is just a storage area, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, ahead of you is a very large table, large. Uh, so it's it's almost like a um, it's, it's it's like a dining room table, except that it's almost like a farm style table, and it's twice as wide. And there's different spices and and different things in various uh, states of being prepared that have been laid out. Uh, beyond that, ahead you see the doorway that probably leads to the front of house just looking around through whatever last of daylight that you have uh, you can see that cupboard on the wall to your right there's another door there's doors to your left and to your right as immediately as you enter the door and then there are there's another door to your left as well so it's this seems to be the center hive of everything that happens here at the spice shop all right i'm going to uh, start checking doors see if i can find a stairwell okay so if you check to the left, you find what looks like a storage room, um, barrels and crates and that sort of thing. To the right, you find a kitchen, a very small kitchen. Um, and as you move around, you find a staircase. Going up? Uh, it actually goes up and down. Okay, well, we'll go up first. So you head up and you enter what appears to be the apartment. Lillian, I assume you are in hot pursuit behind Jack? Yep, I am following right behind him and also looking behind my shoulder. Yeah, 
that's probably a probably a reasonable idea. So the upstairs here is pretty nice overall. Um, the upstairs is filled with a lot of Egyptian themed silks and statuary and motif. There's a definite motif here. It looks like somebody has put some time into this room. Somebody really right. likes Egypt. Well, you know, she's Egyptian. That's true. The main room here is actually warm. Uh, you can tell the actual temperature difference when you guys walk into the main area. And you can tell that it's coming from a room directly in front of you. Directly as you step off uh, the uh, the stairway. Do you want to go first? Yeah, it was spread out a search. So available exits from this landing room that you're in is to your right is where that heat source seems to be coming from. Directly across the way appears to be some sort of bedroom. And then there is something to your left. Um, there's a, a slight hallway with a couple of doors. The apartment's not very large. So what door would it be where I saw somebody walking in front of the light? So that is going to be to your right and likely it's down the, the short hall to the right. Okay. You're figuring it's, it's a bedroom. I'm assuming that the heat source is where the, 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 the kitty bust is. So <laughs> 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 we're going to call it the kitty bust. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to the bedroom down the hall where I saw somebody walking back and forth. Okay. So as you step out, you go down that hallway. There's a, a bit of a creak to the floor here. You take a left and you enter a bedroom. This is definitely a larger bedroom. Do I see any paperwork or anything laying around or a desk? I mean, I'm assuming there's some sort of desk sitting. Yeah, there's actually quite the setup here. Uh, so it's got a very nice uh, dresser. There is a, a bed that has uh, a canopy with uh, this beautiful like azure colored silks that run down each of the four posts. There's a wide window and oh, yep, there's the cat statue. Oh, in the bedroom? Well, apparently it's not in the... Is it drying me in like it's drying, like it draws Jack in? No, I mean, it's one of many what appear to be small statuary pieces here. In fact, it looks like there there's a number of statue pieces in here. There's, they're tiny. They're not what you would have seen at, like, the Penny Foundation, but there's definitely something there. Wait, was there a desk in that room? Yes, there's a small desk. Um, so I'd like to go rifle through the desk without disturbing too many things out of place, but see if there's any paperwork or whatnot that would be of interest to us. So the roll top desk that's in here is locked. Ah, damn it. All right, I, uh, I poke my head out of the bedroom. Jack? Hmm. I need your lock picking skills, please. Uh, yes, of course. Jack, did you go into the room with the heat in it? Yes. So you would have seen in a glass case in that room, you'd have had a, a moment to see that there were uh, a stand of Egyptian statuettes. So you can roll a cult if you'd like, just at sight to see if you have recognized any of them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Nope. <laughs> oh, God, those are some strange figures. They, uh, they do kind of get your attention, but you're not sure enough about what they are. And is then, there any really creepy figures? You know? <laughs> well, 
No, they're not creepy. They're definitely Egyptian. You just don't know what they are. Okay. On one of these tables, there's a copy of uh, some book. It's written in Arabic. It's open to a, a page. You're not sure what it is. Uh, there's also um, an ornate mirror in this room as well with a really beautiful frame. I'll flip through the book real quick. Do you speak Arabic? No, I'll just hold the page and flip through it if there are like, pictures or anything. No. No, the writing is a little strange, too. Not beyond that it's Arabic, but just the writing itself is... Um, you're not used to seeing it in these sort of columns. Hey, uh, Jack, can you locate the heat source in that room? No, yeah. Where's the heat coming from? Well, the heat actually comes from a pretty sizable oil heater. The room is kept... I mean, this feels like a... It feels like a sauna in here. Why is it so hot in here? All right, I'll look around real quick and see if I can find anything else of interest. Well, this mirror is pretty striking. It's a dark mirror, and it's framed in this ornate gilded frame. There are strange faces worked into the frame itself. It almost reminds you of faces you saw in that thing in New York. Mm. They look like they look like people. Well, that's uh, unsettling. Well, anyhow, uh, Lillian wants me to help her get into a block, right? I'm shocked. Did he make it down to the bedroom yet? Yeah. It's just actually yeah. across the hall. Or whatever. You step across the hallway and you see a roll-top desk. All right, I will bend to the task. That's a hard success. You get the lock picks out and you begin to crack into the desk. You meet the hard success requirement and you see as the roll-top comes up, writing paper, pens, ink. There's quite a bit of what look like business items here. Uh, so some ledger paper with facts and, and figures on them for purchases, like spice purchases from Egypt and some from India as well. Which we knew she was buying spices from those places because we discussed that when we visited. Right. It's true. If you'd like to both make me a spot hidden roll. Success. 7192. 47 out of 88. Um, so you both get the same sort of feeling from this desk, which is there's something more to it. It just... Like hidden? Well, nobody yeah, locks... Like, your your thing, Jack, is that this lock is pretty intricate. And it seems like all they're locking in here is ink and paper and ledgers. I mean, there's nothing visibly, anyways, that would yeah. necessitate a lock of this quality. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't lock uh, any of this stuff up. So, so there must be we a, start, a hidden yeah, it must drawer. be a hidden compartment. Yeah. No, you do. You start moving around and you see that there is some sort of compartment here that allows a larger drawer to slide open on the right side of the desk. So basically, Jack, you press down on a section of the desk, and Lillian, you see that part on the right hand side open up. I smack Jack in the arm, Jack, and I uh, point down at the drawer. So inside. Uh, there are two sandstone vials with caps on them. There is this section, this this part of the drawer is actually fairly sizable. Uh, you find a folded black silk robe. Do you keep rummaging? Yeah, well, what's in the vials? Does it look like the vial I brought back from the Penyu Foundation? Uh, it doesn't. It looks like somebody ground up a bunch of stone and put it into this vial. There's like, two of them. Like the dust. Why well, wasn't there for the dust thing, huh? You were not. 
Okay, so I can't say that. Well, yeah, we keep rummaging in the drawer. So something clatters inside it as you pick up the silk robe. And this, these objects kind of spill out from the inside of the robe itself. They're about a foot long or so. Uh, there's two of them. And one of these, for lack of a better term, honestly, million, they remind you almost of scepter. One ends in this crooked end, and then the other scepter has a pretty noticeable inverted ankh on it. The shapes themselves seem pretty organic. So it isn't like they were added into the making of these rods. It's almost as if they were molded into those shapes, almost free form. The scepters are metal, uh, but you're, they're exceedingly lightweight. It doesn't look like any steel or iron you've ever held. So I pick them up. My magic points regained. No, um, you get one back per hour, so uh, you probably by this point have regained four. Oh, and it took me eight to do that last time. All right, Ryan then. I'll get Jack. So what do you think these are used for? Ceremony. Should we take them back to Maeve? Oh, yeah. And the vials. Oh, and the vials. Well, I was already thinking of taking at least one of the vials. Do you have a satchel or anything on you? Because I don't. I'm, ass- I'm assuming I brought a satchel. Yeah, you probably did. I open it and I put the put the items in there. Okay. Hey, uh, Mike. Yep. When she's doing that, I'm going to uh, take that cat statue. <laughs> oh, for love. Okay. I don't manage to slide a hand it. I failed that. But um, so Lillian, you you fairly directly see Jack walk to the window and in an attempt to hide what he's doing, and yet um, fail to do so. You see him pilfer the cat statue. What are you doing with that statue? I like it. Well, I like a lot of things, but you don't see me like trying to swipe it. She says as she puts the scepters into her messenger bag. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> They're so shiny. Shiny. Great. Uh, did you find anything in the other? Uh, I closed the hidden drawer, by the way. And, There's a bunch and, of uh, in the roll statues top. and a really bizarre uh, mirror I'd like you to take a look at. Okay. I I make sure the roll top's locked and the, the secret drawer is, you know, closed. You know somebody's yep. going to know we've been here, Jack, since that cat oh, yeah. statue is gone. Okay. Uh, well, that was the, everything else that's disappeared and the kicked-in back door. But other than that... Well, I mean, that's just... It is what it is. Alright, so I go into the, the warm room. Oh, wow, it's warm in here. It is. It it's is not like warm. sweaty warm per se just yet, but um, for you, Lillian, but it, it, it does remind you of someplace far, far, far more humid. Yeah, this is... Is there a bed or anything in there? There is not a bed, but there is a. There are a couple of couches. I, w- I wonder if it's to protect the statues. I look at the statues. Is there anything I recognize from... Especially when I was at the Penny Foundation in this in this secret area? You've got a cult, right? I do. Give me, a, give me an occult roll, please. Okay. Oh, I failed it. 58 out of 25. And I'm not lucking that. You guys are amateurs. I know. So you know for sure that that statue is Osiris. You're well. You're well. You're you're pretty sure. And and maybe this one is Set. You think? Yeah, that's got to be Set. These are Egyptian deities. But it's weird that the cat, which you think is maybe Bast, was in the other room. That's strange. 
wouldn't they keep them here? So what do each of the deities do? Like, well, what is Bass the god of? Goddess. God, what? Goddess of? Ryan, you failed your role, oh. so. No, right. I'll shut up. Oh, I, I, I was asking, right. That's true. I guess I, I can't know. Okay. No, well, I mean. I mean, I can look it up for myself. We'll just leave it there. We will. <laughs> um, they're also here, Lillian. The thing that catches your eye is the mirror that's on the wall. I go over and I look at the mirror. Uh, it's a very, very beautiful. It's symmetrical. At least it seems that way. It seems a little strangely symmetrical as you get closer to it. Uh, the frame itself has um, some vaguely humanoid forms that have been kind of crafted into this uh, gilded frame. Does it does it make me feel uncomfortable to look at it? Because of the faces. Okay. Not, not so much, no. Not necessarily uncomfortable. It's about... Uh, let's see here. The, the mirror itself is probably... 12 inches high by say and maybe six no maybe seven or eight inches wide hmm. I wonder what they do in this room maybe worship with the statues and the mirror and the heat I, I, that's the only thing that comes to mind is that they use it as a place of worship why don't you both give me a spot hidden roll Ooh, Ooh, nice extreme success hard success so you both see, as, you, as you're both kind of drawn a little bit, have drawn a little bit closer to the mirror, you see that the, you, you see the mirror itself ripple just for a moment, you think, like a pool of water. Oh, no, I gotta touch it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta touch it. All right, so I reach my hand out and onto the mirrors. I would like you to roll pow. Rolling pow. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll use nine luck to like, or ten luck to like, make that a success. You put your back into it, so to speak, and you touch the mirror. Uh, it's hard as if it was just a mirror. I look at Jack. I thought I saw something move. You know, yeah. A few years ago, I would have thought you were crazy, but I can't say that as you're wrong. Maybe you should touch it. You touch it. I don't want to touch. Okay, I'll touch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, check. Roll pop. Pop. Nope. <laughs> I've never made a pow roll. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mirror. I mean, um, it must be the heat of the room getting to you. You know, just because of what we saw, I'm going to stick that in my sta- satchel too. Okay. <laughs> you lift it off the wall and stick it in the satchel. Your satchel's really full now. Yeah, it's probably a little heavy. Um, I think maybe it's time to go. We'll look down that hall real quick before we take off. Which, oh, okay. I follow behind Jack. You're going to go down the hallway, like towards the back of the spice shop? Yeah. Okay. Um, you find a bathroom. Oh, Very nice okay. bed. And then you find a guest bedroom. What you think is a guest bedroom. Nothing in here. Both are nice, but at, at the same time, like, they're relatively rudimentary. Lillian, as you're getting the robe, that black robe and cap stowed in the bag, 
you notice that up the sleeves of one of these of, of the robe itself there's a, a piece of like this, you feel parchment up one of the sleeves might take the parchment out of the out of the robe and unroll it can I read it do you read Egyptian I do not I read French so into no. my satchel it goes actually when you open it like just see the first line of it it's not even like the Arabic tongue it's hieroglyphics so like that book that was in the other room? Yeah. Well, no. No, actually the book in the other room is written in Arabic. Oh. But this I is was... written. That's written. This... Oh, go ahead. This is just a bunch of hieroglyphics in a line. This looks like something that Howard Carter brought back from Egypt, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I put it back in, back in my satchel. Okay. Are you... Done looking around. Do you have any more cat statues you want to steal while you're here? No, but I'm going to take that book in the other room. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm sure Maeve will appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, okay. for all I know, it could be some light Arabic reading, but I'm going to say something, Mike. I just want to know, how hard would it be to break the oil heater so that uh, it starts on fire? Oh, my God. Mm, well, I love it would it be yeah i mean it i don't think it would be terribly difficult but speaking as just somebody who has a personal mechanical aptitude that's not really fair so i guess the question is for jack is what are your mechanical aptitudes if any well i don't have much in the way of mechanical aptitudes so i guess let's let's take this in, a, in another direction let's see you got thumbs right <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine that it's a very complex device. If it's an oil heater, no, it's probably not. So just like doing a quick search of them, they seem to be pretty rudimentary. I would imagine if you tipped it over, <laughs> you would probably start the, the whole place on fire, probably relatively quickly. Okay. The only way we're going to get out of here without them knowing somebody was in here and um, stealing all their stuff was be to cover it up. And the only way to cover up I can see is uh, to burn the building down. Look, you know, if I had that idea, you and Simone would be like, really? Yes, you're right. But I had the idea, so. Oh, so it's okay? <laughs> yeah. You're going to ruin that lady's, the poor lady's business and everything. All right. Um... Yeah, that poor lady. You mean the cult leader? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. All hey, right. um, can I do a listen real quick, Mike, to make sure there's nobody in the building? Sure. You had a hard success, 23 out of 70. Yeah, there's nobody in the building. You're fairly certain of it, at least on this floor for sure. What about the basement? We, I haven't haven't even, the basement? we haven't checked out the basement yet. Do you think we have time after you start burning the building down to go check out the basement, Jack? I'd say we probably got a couple minutes. Okay. <laughs> Might want to, you know, make like a tree and go really fast yeah why don't you head down there and i'll uh i'll be right behind you okay don't get lost jack why don't you give this me this sounds like a setup for a murder it does <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sort of sound like that and it's nice to see that jack's jumping in on the burning everything to the ground ideas though. well That's great. you know it's it's kind of what we do so why don't, why don't you give me an intelligence roll jack you're you're a pretty smart cookie yeah, it's a hard success. So there's more than enough silks in here that if you were to 
kind of arrange certain things, like maybe this piece of furniture way closer to the heating, uh, this heater element than it's supposed to be, and then maybe nab some silks from the next room and and, and kind of give it a clear fabric path. You, you'd probably uh, set the couches on fire here in, in maybe five or ten minutes rather than immediately. Yeah, that's probably a better plan. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I don't know what uh, burning a place down, what kind of roll I need for that. I don't think you need to roll at all. Okay. Um, why don't you just, if that's what you're going to elect to do, um, if that is your plan to, to prepare the room to basically catch fire, that's, I mean, that's all I need to know. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'll take care of the rest. Uh, so Lillian, you're heading back downstairs to the main floor and then downstairs to whatever's in the basement. Y- yes, maybe. Yes. That's wonderful. That's by so, myself. Yes, yeah, right. sure. You, you step down into the basement, uh, into the cellar, and you end up in a um, pretty, there's a single light, electric light that you're able to raise here in the cellar area. And there's a very large um, pile on the coal chute there of coal nearby. Uh, it's a little colder down here, especially colder from when you were in the warm, naturally warm room upstairs. This is definitely a huge temperature change. Okay. Um, there's also uh, a section of rope over here. There's maybe rope got used for something or or other here to the left. Can I see over there or... Uh, if you get a little closer, you think maybe you might be able to make out what it is. My God, if it's alive, I'm going to scream. Literally going to freaking scream. Um, is there anything like light-wise? Or is it, I mean, how lit is o- over there? It's a single light. There's a single light at the bottom of the, the stairway here. This is a, a brick wall cellar. It's, it's relatively dark otherwise. It's dirty, featureless. There's that big pile of coal filling the area. Uh, uh, near the coal chute itself. You can see where the coal chute comes down. You see just the edge of it there in the almost amber-ish colored bulb. Yeah, and I don't have a flashlight or anything with me, so that's sweet. All right, I'll go. I look up the stairs to see if Jack is coming down yet. No, he's not here yet. I kind of inwardly sigh, and then I head over to where the ropes are. The, The ropes themselves are nailed to what looks like a wooden post and as you get a little closer to it your eyes begin to make out the shape of a bed and it looks like it's pressed up against the wall uh, there's a bed frame here and it's pressed vertically up oh, okay I was good yeah so it's standing up yeah can I make out anything else like a body or anything no there doesn't seem to be anybody here physically you're getting the feeling that there's an area of dead space between where the wall is here and where this bed frame is. And there are rope attachments on each of the four posts of this bed. So you begin to get this kind of sinking feeling in your stomach about what the bed is probably used for. Why would the bed be standing up against the wall, though? It, I mean, I, I don't know. But there's nothing living over there or dead. It does not appear to be, no. You start hearing some noises from upstairs, though, Lillian. Like Jack or somebody else? Sure. You start hearing footsteps on the wood floor upstairs. Crap. 
Is there anywhere to hide down here? Well, I mean, you could go out the coal chute if you wanted to climb up. What do the steps sound like upstairs? Do they sound like a heavy man's steps or like a lighter, like a woman? Make me a listen roll. Oh, really? Really? I'm really... I spend 11 luck. Oh, I gotta spend way more than that. Nope. I'm not you spending luck spend, on that. Yeah, you no. You spend 19 luck on that. Yeah, no. I'm not spending luck on that. So I guess I'm gonna go up the coal chute. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get caught. So that's a climb roll to go up the coal chute. Oh my god, I'm gonna fail that so hard. Um, can I push my listen roll instead? How would you push it? To get closer to the stairs to listen up. Okay. Walk closer to the stairs. Try to listen again. I got a hard success on that. 21 out of 70. Yeah, there is definitely a significant weight to those steps. Those are a man's steps. Probably one that's of reasonable size as well. Okay. I am going to assume that's Jack, and I am going to... But just in case, I'm going to place my back against this... Where the stairs are coming down. I'm assuming there's a wall there. Or is there just... There is. Okay, I'm going to place my back against that, so I'm kind of hidden. Okay. Jack, you come downstairs. It's a little dark down here. I guess the question I have for Morgan really quick is, Lillian, are you you trying to stealth? Are you trying to be stealthy? Yeah, just in case that's not... That's not Jack, and it's some other guy. I have my... Okay, so roll stealth. Oh, what am I wearing? What am I wearing? Oh my god, my stealth is awesome. Jack, you come down the stairs and you see you see Lillian trying to hide like in a corner somewhere. Were you gonna jump me? Uh um no. I was just yeah. uh um uh, let me show that's, you what I found fine. over here. Yeah. <laughs> we only got a couple minutes, so Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's 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 do this. I take Jack over to where I found the bed and the, the post with the ropes and all that. There's posts, there's ropes. It looks like at one point there might have been a space for a hook here. Like, And you get that feeling, Jack, because it reminds you of Swift's yeah. one of his rooms with the hooks in them. Like These are the same holders. There are no hooks present, but this is what holds them. Well, I'm sure certain terrible things have uh, happened in this basement. As you get closer to that bed frame, though, Jack, you see that there's a very small and somewhat hidden door handle that's, like, behind the bed frame. Oh. That's right. Uh, It's locked. Fine. I don't have time to mess around with this. I'm going to try one time. Okay. I kind of look at Jack. I'm like, I I didn't see the door handle. Okay. Yeah, you fish a pick in there and move it left and right for a bit, and then the door finally gives way. Open it up. There is a space behind this bed. There's a room back here. A room, huh? Is there in it? There is. Is it, is it alive? <laughs> uh, it is not alive, actually. Was it, it, some, was it before? <laughs> <laughs> so... In this space, uh, it's a relatively small space, so uh, I would say, roughly speaking, it's maybe a 10 by 10 room. What you find in here is 
a large pillar uh, that's seated in the the back half of the room and uh, there is a figure that is slumped with its hands bound above its head with rope attached to this pillar and there's a, a quite a display of their guts and entrails that have been basically chopped out from under them it almost as it appears as if the, the flesh of their stomach has been flayed open and their intestines have been pulled out piece by piece. We're not rolling sanity, are we? You are, but Jack's not. Jack doesn't have to. Yeah. I got a 34 out of 46. Um, this is pretty gross. Um, you're not going to take any sort of sanity damage for it, but... Uh, but yeah, you you do not want to be here. That person is dead for sure, but... Did you light the house on fire? I think we need to go. Uh, not yet, but uh, I think I'm actually going to stop doing that. I'm going to go fix that. What? So, as you turn, there is a, a black stained piece of wood beyond this person, beyond this block. And there's this wood is set on this uh, sort of shelf that's hammered into the, the far wall. And there's candles that ring this piece of wood. And the reason why you're seeing this figure, the entire reason why you can see the body in here is the light given off from these candles. Um, and as your eyes focus in on them just for a second, Jack, you see that there is a jet black of wood that has been crafted into uh, a pharaonic statue a beautiful and stunning pharaoh I'm going to have you make me a pal <laughs> uh, how big is it? it's about two feet well, hey I succeeded a pal roll look at that crap um, you feel the urge to take this as well but you realize that it may not be in your best interest to gamble no but you know what I can do? I could take a picture of that. Take your camera out? Yeah. Okay. You carefully take a picture. I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to take a picture of uh, the body, too. Okay. It's pretty grisly. Yeah, but there might be something of use. Okay. Let's get out of here. So why are we stopping... The well, lighting originally, the- I, I was going to stop the fire because I was going to call the police and have them uh, come in here. But I don't know if I want them to find that statue. Because? I don't know. There's something about it. But at least you can't steal that. Right. But if this place burns down, they uh, they might find some other stuff. Yeah. Um, well, we should probably get out of here then. I'd prefer not to die in a, in a in a fiery ball of flame. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. All right. I hurry out of the basement because I want to get as far away from that body as possible. <laughs> you hurry out of the basement and you head out the back door. I assume you wouldn't be crazy enough to go out the front, but just in case. Um, no. And I, w- yeah. I would like the both of you to make me stealth rolls <laughs> as you leave the alleyway. Dude, I'm crashing that thing down is what I'm doing. <laughs> Extreme success. 
37 out of 20. I'm I'm like a moose. Okay. So, Jack, you slip out of the wooden gate uh, as if death itself was passing from one house to the next. Lillian, you slip out of the gate and your foot gets caught between the fence post and the gate and you pull and pull and there's this massive whack against your ankle uh, and you have to jerk it real quick and open the gate back up to to get out and that's when you hear someone scream fire crap I, mean, I yank my foot out as you know I'm sure it hurts like a mother it, yes. yes um so I yank it out quickly and I start limp running <laughs> down you know to follow Jack yeah, I'll help her. Okay. Uh, you two run, and you hear voices behind you like, Hey! Hey! Hey, wait! Must go faster. <laughs> I'll leave you there for a second. Um, so, back at the hotel, Lawrence, you have been in recovery mode mentally. It's unfortunate, but in the better part of the past few months, you have ended up spending some considerable time on your back. <laughs> recuperating. But it, it has given you the opportunity to, to brush up on some reading and to enjoy the comfortable furniture that the hotel has to offer. You know, I've been thinking. I don't know how long the doctor has said that I'll need to um, be convalescing for. But I know that sooner or later we're going to be going to Egypt. Yes, I think I'd like to take this opportunity to figure out about how I can learn some Arabic. Okay. Well, there is a rather learned woman in the uh, the room not too far that away. Maybe she might have a better clue. Or you could you could limp down to the front desk, I suppose. I mean, it's not really limping. I just slow to the elevator. Sure. Really, no. Actually, what I would be doing is, I assume that there would be someone who could instruct me on that, but I would be willing to gamble that it would have to be someone who, you know, lives in London, who would know who to go to to start learning a language, if I can at all. Yeah. I mean, so systematically, Kalkuku has a way for you to pick up new skills. That's not hard, per se, but you would need a tutor and... Um, you might like be a able natural to, linguist, right? Um, you might be able to call the front desk and see if they could put you in touch with perhaps someone at the university. That's probably the first place Lawrence thinks is well, London University is not far from here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was there just the other night. <laughs> We're fairly close. Uh, maybe I they left could, parts of me there. <laughs> right. Maybe they they could get during normal business hours, get in contact with some of the university and see if there is uh, if they offer any sort of tutoring services in, in Arabic. Uh, it is very popular right now. Egypt is hot as far as cultural goes. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a worldwide phenomenon at this point. Perhaps I could just ring the university. I don't want to take a trip out there. Um, nothing's going to happen. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, you could still ring the university. It's, it's you know, getting on to just about close a business day for you, but you could still ring them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask down to the desk for they're, a... They're happy to put you through to the University of London. 
Um, so you get to King's College, and after a few uh, departmental uh, switchboards, you eventually get to department that deals with languages. Uh, moreover, you get the into the right department, and they uh, a uh, relatively bright voice picks up the phone. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh uh, can I help you, sir? Uh, yes. It appears that my work is having some interactions with uh, a company in Egypt, and they've asked for someone who could teach, well, what the Egyptians speak. I'm not quite sure what... Arabic, I think? Oh. Of course. Everyone's got the bug. Yes, uh, are you uh, an attending student here of King's College or uh, the university? I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. I was hoping, however, for a lead on perhaps a private tutor, or maybe there was somebody there who'd be willing to uh, tutor for a fee. Oh, I'm I'm sure I could uh, put you in touch with someone during uh, during more of a regular business day. Most of the uh, professors and tutors have have since gone. Um, could I get your name, sir? Uh, yes, uh, Lawrence uh, Forsyth. Oh, Mr. Forsyth, good. Thank you for calling. Um, and uh, is there a, a, a residence or a number they could reach you at? Uh, yes, I, I'm staying at the... Uh, I'm uh, at the uh, Waldorf. Uh, oh, wonderful. It's be... Um, I'll be... Uh, have the desk ring for Lillian Lane's room. Oh, Really? You hear the voice and get rather curious. Well, I, I shall uh, give them a right away. Uh, right away, right away, sir. Thank you. They uh, hang out. Speaking of um, strange women handing out swords and pawns, or our, our own favorite, Maeve O'Shea. Maeve, you are, um, you know, an array of things in front of potentially. Where, where are you spending the latter half of the afternoon? I'm going to go see... Well, I'm going to call the society first. Okay. And see if they have a book that will help me learn French. Oh, absolutely. They do? Um, the society? Yeah, it's a... Yeah. I mean... Okay. Languages are, languages are going to be the basis of a lot of the different occult and such material that the society would deal with. So there would be basic books on translations, basic books on learning a language. Yeah. Okay. So then if they do, then I will go to the society with my, the book of Iban and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, start uh, learning French and translating. Okay. So if you'd like to make uh, an intelligence roll, given your pulp feats, we'll see how far you get. And you're at advantage. Does that mean I get an extra die? It means, yeah, effectively you get to roll twice. Oh, right. Okay, hard success. 40 out of 90. My second one is 3 out of 90. Okay, I'm assuming you're going to want to take the extreme success. I mean, yeah. call me crazy. I guess the question would be is you're looking to, to begin translating or you're, you're going to begin looking to understand French as a language. Yes, because, I mean, I do want to translate the book, but if I come, I know the other book I have with notes <clears throat> that Elias made, 
in it were also in French. So, um, to me, it seems like it would be a good idea just to learn it in general. Yeah, I, I think that you would start almost as a almost as a human Rosetta Stone. You begin picking apart the language and how it works. Begin your correlation from English to French and French back to English. And you just sort of kind of begin consuming the conjugations and the you begin consuming the words themselves, um, literally or figuratively anyway, eating the translation book as you pour over it. Um, and probably within a few hours, you're already writing sentences out in French, which help you understand how to read the book that you've got. And you already begin probably after a few hours, begin lining up words. Um, this is not nearly as difficult as everyone made it seem. <laughs> You think that if you studied this for maybe a week, you could probably get a fair grasp of what they're trying to uh, convey, at least in in a lot of these French words. It would sure make Elias's notes way easier to read. Mm-hmm. Then I guess I will see if I can borrow this book. Yeah, you remember. Absolutely. Then I will uh, take it with me. And what other languages do they have here? I'm mean, just looking around. Um, probably any any number. Um, okay. So they would have Latin. They would have which I already know a form of Arabic. They would have German. Well, I just wanted to get a quick look, like in case I need anything else. Sure. But I'll take the book. Uh, on French and uh, head back to the hotel. Okay. So I can uh, grab some food and uh, continue uh, studying. Okay. Uh, Jack and Lillian, where are you heading after what you've done? Uh, you mean what Jack did by lighting stuff on fire? You agreed. Well, we're there. <laughs> Your accessory. I am an accessory to the arson. Um, we're going to take a roundabout way to getting back to the hotel. Okay. Limping very slowly. Yeah. It, it takes you probably the better part of a, an hour or so to work your way back to the hotel without causing an issue for your ankle, Million, without arousing suspicion uh, from some of the uh, locals. And it isn't difficult to hear the response from Soho as this rather bohemian location this this melting pot of cultures begins to respond to the fact that there's a burning building in the center of Soho but you make it back to the hotel uh, and you definitely need a drink and some ice on my foot my ankle so it's it's probably uh, mid-evening when you return which is probably also uh, around about the time that Maeve gets back from the society well, we can we can retire upstairs and uh, have the doctor look at uh, Lillian's leg. That's an excellent idea. Um, so I'm going to go really quick to Southampton, though. Uh, what up? Because because as night arrives, uh, so does Simone into the uh, train station in Southampton. I will uh, exit the train and uh, begin making my way toward, and I'll take the exit that I feel is closest to uh, the docks, closest to the water. 
and I'll the first thing I'm going to scout for is ideally an abandoned an abandoned warehouse or an abandoned business, um, a place that looks like it's kind of been shut down or uh, otherwise is in disrepair or bought or boarded up or what have you. Yeah, I don't think that's too difficult in the docks area to find at least a building. And I will do my best to try to find one that doesn't. If there are squatters, I'm going to uh, ignore them. I'm just looking for one that has essentially, uh, I don't know, they wouldn't be called, what, like, like bay doors, basically. Like something yeah. big enough to, if I needed to, I don't know, drive a vehicle into, I could. Yeah, I don't think that would be difficult to find at all. Okay. Um, okay, I will. Given, uh, given, given shipping are going to come sure. off the boats and into trucks, basically. Uh, then I will make a note of the location of the, the one that I've found uh, in my, my little journal and uh, look about for squatters or vagrants or anyone just kind of lingering. Give me a luck roll. Okay. See if there's see if there's anyone around and out and about. Uh, that is a failure of the 59 out of 27. Um, so there are some, but they don't appear to be conscious. They seem to be... Uh, perhaps maybe into the bottle a little too quick tonight. It's fine. It's just fine. Okay. So just kind of getting an idea as to where it is. I'll try to be mindful of like where the approach is. And if I were to, um, I'll think about what the drive here would look like if I were to come from London and basically how I'd have to get here while I start looking for uh, the workers either coming off of a job or wishing that they had one. There's a few. Excellent. How how drunk are they? Some of them are probably quite in the bottle at this point. Okay. Um, I will be looking for someone who they seem to be uh, maybe cloistered around. Someone who kind of, I'm going to try to try to, I'll, I'll try to figure out who in their group is best representative or someone who they seem to be kind of listening to or taking cues from. There's one man here that is a bit maybe taller than the rest. Uh, and he seems to have gotten quite the uh, seasoning as far as the, the, the seas go. He's got a thick uh, beard on. Maybe it's a bit scraggly at the edges. He almost sort of reminds you of the, the Ivory Winds uh, captain a little bit, except that he's a little bit broader at the shoulders he has an air of, um, I don't know, he feels like a, a foreman or a supervisor of some sort. Okay. And I will pay attention to their shoes. Does he have the nicest shoes? Uh, yeah, probably. I'll make my way over to them. I'll, I'll do my best to kind of catch his eye from, like, outside the group. I don't want to necessarily accost them. But, you know, I'll, I'll put myself in what I would consider to be, like, his... Uh, just inside his peripheral vision and I will I'll stare hard and make sure that you know if if he looks in my direction to to see my approach that um, I am definitely eyeballing him okay yeah it doesn't take probably more than a few moments before when you step into his peripheral vision that his his head turns towards you and he, he almost does like a double take like he looks at you and then he seems to go back to what he was doing and then he notices that you're staring at him Mm-hmm. And he he kind of stops the conversation, takes a, a swig out of the bottle that these four men are passing around, and says, uh, 
problem? Not in the slightest. Uh, I was actually hoping that uh, we could perhaps talk about uh, an opportunity that has uh, come up that perhaps you and your uh, friends here might be interested in performing some short-term work. Work, eh? There's mm-hmm. no work here for us. <laughs> uh, I beg to defer. There is actually uh, a job I have lined up that... Uh, is happening in London. Pretty short notice. Uh, you may have to s- straighten up a bit, uh, depending on how soon I can turn this around. But uh, I can promise that it pays well. Perhaps uh, twelve shillings a piece for a night's work. One of the men that has the bottle, like stop and like look over. Twelve shillings. Eh? How many of them are there? There's four. Uh, that would, uh, assuming that the four of you could uh, make short work of the task at hand. Obviously, if uh, more of you are required, then I would have to cut to pay. I'll kind mm. of like, like side eye them a bit. <laughs> see if any of them get puffy. You see the the lead man says, "I don't know what what job it is, but the, we ought to be able to handle. We just need something unloaded or loaded or what." If I have my way, it would be both, actually. There is a uh, ship docked in uh, in London. Are you familiar with the, uh, the, the Ivory Wind? She hasn't docked here that I know of. You said London? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, there are uh, a number of packages on board that were, we will be unloading and uh, moving some packages on board. It's a very simple exchange. Uh, there will be... Uh, Another requirement, if you can uh, provide me with perhaps assistance acquiring uh, a truck capable of moving about uh, a dozen or more uh, cargo crates. Um, thinking back to the shipment itself, um, yeah. do I think like, a, a, like one truck would do it? If you packed it right, yes. Assuming that uh, your packing skills are as uh, adequate as need be. We can pack a truck. That's not a problem. You're paying twice the going rate. Three times, depending on where you are, so... You sure about this? This is for real? You see a younger man kind of pipe up. I don't want to go up to London for no reason. Uh, I wouldn't uh, want to come to Southampton uh, for no reason as well. DLZ. It's my understanding this area has been hit pretty hard by uh, recent events. I uh, sympathize with your situation. I came here instead of hiring locally. There's more than enough blokes here to get your truck loaded and unloaded if that's what you need. And we're, uh, we're game, yeah, boys? A couple of men begin to get riled up a little bit about making money. Do you, uh, perhaps, uh, you know where I can secure a truck or you can provide one? Truck. We still have plenty of time to accomplish this. However, uh, it would probably be best if we were to do this uh, a bit later in the evening. And I will say that and try to convey probably the part of this that they're hoping that I'm not leaning toward. Like the there's little off. Like I'll I'll let my body language and kind of my tone convey that it's, it's... a little sensitive. 
We'll see if uh, Noah here, the lead of lead of them, can judge your intent. He like narrows his eyes a little bit and adjusts his hat. Um, so maybe a bit off the books. There shouldn't be any trouble, assuming that uh, everything that I need to do will go uh, as intended. But uh, I will not be present for the exchange. Uh, I would simply need you to be uh, around the docks uh, uh, around the hour that I uh, provide you. And uh, you can simply wait for the signal to uh, bring your... uh, team and the truck to the uh, ship that I uh, the dock dock number that I provide you with I see what's going on here alright alright it's been it's been almost a season since we've had any work but uh, if if this is what I think it is we want 15 shillings a piece I'll smile pretty big at him for that price uh I'm assuming then that uh, we can be sailed hands. You bring the uh, truck and all of its contents to a uh, location that I provide. Yeah, we'll we'll get it done. You tell us when to be there. I'll have the truck. We'll load out whatever you need. I'll need the uh, the dock that you wanted to show up to. Mm-hmm. He takes a swig out of the bottle. Um, I scribble a few things down uh, on a piece of paper. Um, basically I'll give him the dock number Um, looking at the time now I'll check my watch what time is it right now it's about 8pm for you okay so an hour to get there who knows how long to do the other stuff Mm, I will uh, say 1am for them to be near the docks and to look for um, a blue light in the sky The uh, captain, which will uh, be there, will provide you with information regarding which packages you will be uh, moving. I have to go now to uh, looking around. Where are we? You're like um, on one of the off streets from the docks. So like if the docks are next to obviously the waterline, you're at a couple streets beyond those back towards where the pubs are and so the the rest of the information I'm going to write down on the sheet, based on what I remember about the load, basically, um, I'm going to sh- uh, scribble down some dimensions, okay, and some numbers, like roughly, uh, basically, what based on what I remember about the the load minus the shoebox, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. There were fifteen or sixteen packages, right? Something like that, yeah. And there were a lot of big boxes. There were there was a one really big one. Um, that I definitely don't, that I definitely remember. Um, and then there were a few that were not quite that big. So I'll scribble down what I think the spread basically was. When you uh, bring the truck, uh, make sure it is already filled with the boxes and the uh, numbers that I have provided here. These are the ones that you'll be bringing on board. Feel free to uh, stock them with A. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You're I believe this would be a uh, beneficial arrangement for everyone involved. It's three weeks pay for me. Um, there's four of them, right? And he said 15 shillings a piece. Yep. So that's 60. So I will 
produce 30. Okay. Which I will offer him open-handed. Yeah, he takes it. Um, when he takes it, he, in you know, in the same breath, begins me- cutting it out between the other three, the other three people. Yeah, I was going to wait to see if he was already handling that. So they all look like the, everything. They all look like they're comfortable with each other. It seems. Yeah. While they're doing that, um, I disappear. Good idea. Back to the hotel. So. Back at the hotel, back at the Waldorf, um, we get Jack and Lillian entering, um, and then soon after that, Miss O'Shea. Um, Lillian, I assume you're gonna put your foot up in one of these, uh, one of the, in the conjoined room there to get get your weight off of your foot. Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, maybe you come into that, and it looks like. Maybe Jack is trying to get some ice for her foot. I'll just raise an eyebrow and keep looking in my book as I go to our room. Hey, we have a couple things to look for you to look at. Oh? Yeah. What do you have? I guess we'll look. Yeah. I, I just pick up my satchel and I raise it at her. There's something in the do- there for the doctor as well. I will uh, rifle through her satchel and look. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's a, uh, a dark mirror. Uh, you see, uh, it's as mentioned before, it's an uh, ornate gilded frame. Uh, there are two vials of this red-brown sandstone Um, there's a robe and uh, some type of skull cap that are tailored for what looks to be well a a woman your size interesting Um, Uh, it's also embroidered with an inverted aunt that's what I was going to ask about well, I have some notes on the inverted hog, okay? Um, there's a scroll that is written in Egyptian hieroglyphics. And then there are two metallic scepters. One has a hooked end, uh, although they call it a crook, so it's not a pointed hook. Mm-hmm. And then the other is an inverted ankh. And they are the you don't know what they're made. They're made of some something metallic, but it doesn't feel like any metal you've ever felt before. Well, it looks to me that you stumbled upon the uh, Black Pharaoh cult. Correct? Yeah. I'd say so. The inverted onk is what gives it away. Well, um... She's going to probably need a new house. You know what? Don't, oh, okay. don't bring it up. <laughs> I just side-eye over at Jack and then close my eyes. Um, so you happen to see um, like a mask? Like a golden mask? 
No, no, I'd say golden mask. Like, um, well, it'd be like a pharaoh's mask. Kind of like that uh, other one we have. You have a rubbing of. No, we have. And no, a, not the one with the a, worms in its mouth. No, 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 no. The uh, the mother of pearl one that we have. No, this is a golden one. Hold on. I'm going to pull out um, Life is a God. Because mm-hmm. in the back, when it talks about him um, at the school, wasn't there a picture of that Egyptian bust? Yeah, there's a picture of it. Uh, a sty- somewhat rudimentary sketch of this uh, bust. But Jack, you haven't seen anything like that. No. Nothing like that in there. Oh, okay. I have to develop a couple of pictures because I found a statue down in the basement that was uh, interesting. Jack, do you have anything else you'd like to give Maeve? No. I was... Uh-huh. Anything mm-hmm. else? No. Maybe maybe you should let Maeve no. look at your stat. I'm sure she'll give it back. It's just a statue. That you really, really want. It was nice. I liked it. Okay. I my my ankle hurts too much to try to project to get that out of his grubby little hands. Wait, why are his hands suddenly grubby? Well, it's a saying. I'm not saying they're actually grubby. Did he give me ice for my ankle yet, or is he still? Yes, I got your ass. He's making a drink. Actually, sorry. Oh, he's not giving me ice. Well, well he's drink first. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can do priorities. Both. Uh, but yeah, this is quite the, uh, well, this is quite the uh, hall that they seem to have come across, Maeve. Yeah, the most inter- interesting thing to me is going to be the book in the mirror. Because the robe is just ritual stuff for Black Pharaoh, and same with the crook and the um, cane, essentially. Um, or Crook and Scepter. Um, and the scroll. Even though I don't know how to read it yet. I'll figure it out. Because there might be a spell on it. Well, with those collected items now back at the hotel, uh, Simone, you are heading back to London, yes? Yes, I am. All right, so what, what we're going to do, our coda for tonight is you back on the train heading back to London, mm-hmm. uh, I imagine, with a date with the Ivory Wind in your future. Oh, yeah. Um, we're looking for looking for a captain, actually. Can't wait. That sounds like a wonderful place to end. So uh, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Masks of Tip. I want to thank all of our patron backers again. You make the show possible, uh, and you make it tons more fun. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.